The transformation that I've noticed is actually being able to talk to neighbors uh, and how God transforms hearts uh, to care for the neighborhood, not just in this theoretical way. Like people know neighbors' names and they can pray for them and they're engaged in what's happening in the neighborhood, you know? So it's just this turn towards a place. Dinner Church is a simple and powerful approach to church where food, friendship, and the stories of Jesus are shared around a dinner table. New Dinner Church congregations are starting all over North America. The Dinner Church podcast is creating a space for conversation with Dinner Church pastors, leaders who are already a part of what God is doing through Dinner Church in North America. I'm Heather and I love Dinner Church. Although I serve at a thriving church, I felt the tug to get out of the regular Sunday morning routine to bring the good news of Jesus' kingdom to new places. Dinner Church has been a revolutionary experience for me, my team, and for our congregation. And I want you to get a glimpse of what is happening in this inspiring movement. Join us as we listen in and learn more about how to launch and lead a dinner church. Well, hello, everyone. It is great to have you here for another bonus episode of the Dinner Church Podcast. My name is Heather, and I am so excited today. I have with me both Verlin Fosner and John Davis from the Dinner Church Collective. Verlin is the director and John is the coordinator of operations. And right now that's a very busy task for John as we are getting ready for the Dinner Church Summit coming up next month. So hello, guys. How are you? Great to be here and great to see you, Heather. Indeed, it is good to see you both. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, I think that you guys are probably a little cooler than I am down here in Florida, but we're excited. We have a cold front today. It's 82 (laughs) degrees. (laughs) So hopefully we'll have some beautiful weather in Orlando for the summit. But before we get to um, talking about the summit itself, Berlin, I wanted to kind of ask you um, to just take a few moments and talk to us about what the Dinner Church Collective is, who it involves, how it came to be, and really what the purpose is. Well, uh, the Dinner Church movement or the Dinner Church vision, if you will, uh, has really been birthing in the last 15 years across the country. And uh, at first, I kind of thought it was something the Lord was giving us in Seattle for our multiple uh, dinner churches throughout the city. But uh, over time, I've realized the Holy Spirit has just raised it up from the four corners of uh, of actually the West, not even just the U.S., but of the West. Um, and of course, it's coming at a time when a post-Christian, highly secularized population is beginning to um, fill the West, if you will. Uh, And the last time the dinner church really was potent was when, you know, in the days of Jesus and all of that with uh, the highly secularized and highly in that highly Romanized and Greek world. Um, And so there is a there is a way of doing church around tables that is very, very history thick and history deep that comes for a reason because it's highly effective with people that have no church background or uh, no Judeo understanding of things. So that's why it's all kind of bubbled up. And then of course, in the last seven, eight years, it has really turned uh, into me feeling directed by the Lord and even fresh expressions to uh, take some formal roles to do all that we can to throw our shoulders to the wheel, to make this movement, um, 
nationalized, if you will, and beyond. Um, so that's, that's how we have gotten here. I think in particular, we have entered, you know, we've been doing this for 15 years and it really seemed to spark about that same year. Uh, all around the country, uh, like the Holy Spirit started to raise it up. But, uh, but our observation of it in the last 15 years is that we have gone through several developmental intersections. This movement has is growing up underneath us is what's happening. Right. Um, and now we are in an intersection that we realize that there are not a lot of natural supports from our seminaries and from our universities and from uh, the, the established church as we know it for dinner church leaders and for uh, uh, dinner church uh, congregations, uh, those that have opened up dinner churches um, as second congregations and multi-sites and whatnot. Um, and so the need for a collective or for a real strong familial gathering, uh, many uh, meet you at the drinking fountain kinds of things yeah. where dinner church leaders all around the country can really easily get together with other uh, leaders that understand this and that are doing this as well. And that strong support, those strong familial bonds are really necessary. And I think that's probably true for any religious movement, but I feel like it's particularly true for the dinner church because we're, we're kind of just off step, if you will. And the kind of mm -hmm. skill sets and the kind of trainings that are naturally offered for ministry don't matter that much. They're not really helpful for dinner church leaders. Right. So right. this is where we've grown to. And uh, so the need to really create this collective family of dinner church leaders and that growing sense of, man, we know how to support one another. We know how to talk about the different skill sets needed for dinner church leadership. And we're going to create this place in this way, in this manner that we can all get together easily, daily, weekly, monthly, and even annually. Ah, that's really cool. Very cool. And I'm excited to be a part of that as well. Tell us maybe just a little bit um, going forward, what that might look like. Is that more podcast? Is that, um, you know, an email chain? Is it much more than that? What can you tell us at, for today? Yeah, well, uh, we really are, I think, watching this little plant, uh, the, the fruit grow on the plant right in our hands. Um, yeah. What we can see, uh, and we're really looking forward to our national summit to really help hear all the more of what would allow you to feel really connected to this dinner church leadership family. Mm -hmm. And what about you? And what about you? And what about you? So we are very open to find these talking points and these growing points uh, as, as they really bubble up. Uh, for right now, we are looking at a consistency of podcasts where we are just getting a lot of dinner church leaders talking. What are you preaching? What are your Jesus stories like? What's happening? Mm -hmm. How is your, your congregation growing? Are you actually shaping people in the likeness of Christ? Or are you finding that hard? And just let them start to talk on screen so that a lot of the other leaders can just drop in and go, oh, yeah, me too. I get that. You know, um, and uh, because raising people in the likeness of Christ is a complex thing. It's, it's you know, it's not something that, that you can pass off one idea to. So there's like a whole lot of conversation that's needed. And we're just feeling like visually we can mm -hmm. use the podcast tool that way. Um, there are blogs. There are blogs. Or I think I think I think some of our best connector 
and bond building ideas probably haven't even come to the surface yet. I just, I mean, when John and I talk, we're kind of like open-handed and Chris and the other leaders were like, let's just see where this is going to go uh, and how yeah. we can best connect people. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And so, and that, that kind of leads us into some conversation with John, because I think a lot of these new ideas are going to come about at the summit as people are joined together, you know, for a couple of days. So, John, why don't you talk to us about the Dinner Church Summit sure, that's coming well, up next month? I think month. it really does dovetail so well with what Merlin was just talking about in terms of, you know, if you think of a, like a Dinner Church culture, you know, in terms of a community of people that are that are kind of have a shared mission and yet need encouragement in that mission, that need, a, a in a sense, a, a way to connect with other people and learn from each other and and sort of have this uh, resource, if you will, of, of other people that are in the, this dinner church mission and seeing, you know, because there's a lot, they can be very unique and different too, you know, based upon setting and context. Yeah. There's not just sort of one way to do dinner church. And, uh, you know, we've, we've talked a lot, Merlin, I've talked a lot about that because we come from different backgrounds. And so there's our sort of work looks very different, which is, and that's a good thing. And so we can we can learn from each other. Yeah. We can do that. And so the summit is really designed in a sense to highlight those kinds of moments. And I'll give you a couple examples that are kind of make the summit, I think, unique. Uh, you know, we'll have we'll it'll be like a conference in a lot of ways. We'll have plenary sessions and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. some workshops and things like that. But a couple of things that we're doing that I think are, are unique to the summit is one is that we, we've scheduled what we're calling meetups. Because we really want to build relationships. We really want to see people, you know, walk away. I think Berlin has said it this way. Walk away with a, a dozen or so contacts of people that, uh, you know, you've connected with in one way or another. And that you can sort of call on uh, following. You know, if we think of the collective as a family, you know, as a group of people who share these values, who share uh, this mission, then we want to highlight that. And so the meetups are really about informal conversations. And some of those will deal with people that are doing dinner church in a uh, rural setting or in a um, suburban setting or in a, you know, those kinds of things. Maybe mm -hmm. as Berlin talks a lot about in the trainings, a sore neighborhood. What does that look like? And how do, how do, we, right. how do we cultivate that? So this conversation is one of the things that we're doing and, and relationships there. That would be a unique aspect to this. I think the other thing that we're doing that I'm really excited about on each of our evenings, when this goes back to, into the early planning of the summit, we have a dinner. We have a dinner Thursday night and Friday night. And rather than just, okay, have a dinner like you might have at a normal conference, we're making these dinner church events. And so it's going to be a chance, yeah. I really think, to minister to one another, to gather as the body of Christ around mm. a table, uh, a true ecclesia, that gathering assembly of people, and, um, and share a meal and do what Jesus did in those things and, in a sense, encourage one another. Uh, listen to one, pray with one another. You know, I'm, I am sure at every table yeah. there will be need. There will be people that are in different places and some might be hurting. Some might be a little lost. They, they got all excited about this and maybe, you know, whatever stopped them in the middle of it. Um, you know, we could talk about all kinds of things like that, you know, because dinner church was rolling along like everything was. And then the pandemic mm -hmm. hit and we had to adjust. And all of a sudden there were drive through dinner churches and there were, you know, outside and right. things like that. I, Heather, I'm just saying you might want to comment about this. I know your situation last year, you got wiped out by a hurricane yeah. and um, your community did. Mm -hmm. And yet you pivoted and adjusted what you were doing to that specific context. And so 
the idea that we're going to gather around table as dinner church practitioners who have our own needs, our own sort of struggles and challenges, and hopefully minister to one another uh, in those moments and, and worship together yeah. and pray together and and eat a good meal together. We, in leading and in putting together this summit, we realize we can't, we cannot have um, a uh, uh, a gathering for dinner church uh, uh, leaders, if you will, and make it an information download like what conferences tend to be. You know, absolutely on stage, not. Teaching based, ah, you know, for hours and hours. Then you go to a breakout, ah, more hours and hours. Then you go to you yeah. Know, and we just this is a this is a collective. It's a family building thing. So. Uh, so yeah. there's going to be a surprising um, amount of conversation generating things. And it is one of our great goals that every single leader leaves with 20 dinner church uh, pastors, phone numbers on their speed dials, you know. Love um, it. And, and so even when we are having upfront informational things, they're going to be leading very quickly to more of this pushing you all together, trading numbers, talking, sharing stories. Because yeah. if, if you leave here with information, but not a whole bunch of friends that are in the same boat as you, we failed this summit. So uh, right. I really yeah. appreciate you, you know, bringing that up. Sure. Yeah. Dinner church does not follow the rules of the Sunday morning <laughs> inherited church service. And so why would the dinner church summit follow the rules of a traditional ministry That's conference, good. right? <laughs> yeah. So I um, I imagine, especially through these uh, dinner church experiences on uh, the two nights, I think that a lot of people are going to be inspired by this and want to head home and um, start a dinner church. And so... With that in mind, who are some of the people that we want to attend sure. this? I'll, I'll in, jump on that a little bit. Uh, I yeah. think the thing is that it is for the it is for the person who's heard about dinner church and they just kind of got interested. Maybe they read a book, maybe they you know uh, did a, a webinar or something like that, and they and they've got an interest in it. So they're on the beginning part of that journey, dinner church journey, as and so but they're mm-hmm. interested and interested enough, uh, you know, to they. They're going to come and they're going to get a good picture of what dinner church is, how it functions, how it works. One of the breakout sessions is we're doing sort of a dinner church 101. So that's for those kinds of folks. But then there are going to be folks that have been doing this for a while that, you know, and maybe uh, they're, they're looking for some new ideas, some new ways to do dinner church. Maybe they're looking for some ways to tell better Jesus stories and and so we're going to, you know, kind of help with the skill set, if you will, that is required for dinner church practitioners and help it help enlarge that. I always use one of my favorite metaphors is I want to put arrows in people's quiver. You know, I want to I want to fill their quiver full yeah. of arrows that they can use uh, in different situations. And then there are going to be people that have been doing this for a while. They're going to be what I would call veteran uh, practitioners, veteran, really leaders who are um, in such a, a good way. Uh, you know, they're part of a movement. So maybe they're overseeing multiple dinner churches and, uh, and that happen in a variety of places, a variety of times throughout the week. And so there's going to be those kinds of things because I really do think we're on the cusp of a, of a movement that's going to move throughout the church. And so, um, so I would say anyone and everyone should, that has any interest in dinner church, wherever you are on that spectrum, should uh, should come and be a part of this. 
because there's going to be there's going to be things that will mm-hmm. engage you and connect you on, at every level. And so that's where I think that that I, and that's our hope for. And and right now we're expecting, uh, you know, when we first set this up, we set it up for minimum of 100. We'll probably be right now. We're expecting between 150 and 200 folks that will be a part of the summit. And awesome. um, that's that's exciting as we sort of, uh, you know, this last month, uh, you know, uh, and such. So, and if you have questions about that, I'll just, I don't know if this will be in the notes or whatever, but I'm sort of the point person on details and logistics, and I'm glad for folks to contact me. And at some point I gather in somewhere in here, they can get my email address and uh, do that. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm very excited about, and when I look at who's coming, that's the thing that gets me excited because I see people mm-hmm. from all over the country and people at every level of, of engagement with dinner church. You know, one of the good groups that's coming is we have a thing called the Dinner Church School of Leadership. And a lot of the folks that have gone through this very intensive graduate level training in Dinner Church, a lot of them are coming because this is their life. They're all in on Dinner Church. And so they're they're coming to sort of be a part. And some of them will be helping us lead some of the sessions and such as we do it. Right. And, you know, and just as you were talking about that spectrum of um, all the, the variety of people being at these different stages. Personally, as as a dinner church leader myself, I've been at all points on that spectrum. And I would be lying if I if I said that there weren't times where I was feeling a little stale in in our dinner church experience and and wouldn't benefit from some time together with family, dinner church family from other places um, that could kind of pour into me. So I'm really excited about just what you said about all of those things. Um, that could happen. Now, what about a senior pastor? Does a senior pastor have a place at this at this summit? Um, yeah, I'll take that. If I can back off a half inch and then I'll come back to the senior pastor. Sure. Uh, I think it's a lot like the iceberg. You've got the little bit of the iceberg that sticks above the water. And I think you have a lot of folks that have looked at that and, uh, well, okay, this is cool. This is doing church like we know to do church just around tables. And, uh, and they're seeing it as a uh, as a as a socio form of gathering, uh, but beneath the water is this massive history, this two thousand year old plus tradition that uh, is to be uh, grasped. And suddenly, the dinner church goes from looking like a model or a way of doing church to a theology. And I think in people's minds and hearts, when they get to the point that they're recognizing, oh, my goodness, this is a very deep theology here, uh, that something really big begins to happen in their leadership and begins to happen in their dinner church rooms then. Um, and so I, I hope that there's a lot of people that are coming to this summit that have a suspicion that this is a lot deeper than they understand it. Uh, and when they get there, they're going to be invited into this lower part of the iceberg, this deep theological historical part uh, where they, uh, they don't, they're not treating it as something surfacy anymore. Um, as far as, as far as lead pastors and the gatekeepers of congregations, uh, you know, we feel the opportunity for the dinner church is massive for the body of Christ because the dinner church is primarily and initially focuses on the isolated populations. When you take a look across our country, you can see, uh, I estimate 350,000 different neighborhoods or people in circlings that have hardly no traditional churches in them, very little gospel presence 
but the percentage of isolated people that have amalgamated together in those circles is way off the charts in terms of national averages. So there's no church presence, and then you've got high isolation factor. And those mm-hmm. are places that you show up with a Jesus table and dating clear back to, you know, thousands of years ago when Jesus used it. And the, then the apostles in the apostolic era, uh, there is like something magnanimous that begins to happen, pour out of heaven onto earth, especially in those places. And that opportunity sits right in front of us. Um, and right. so... Almost every single church in the land has one of these locations, usually within the shadow of their steeple. That way or that way or this way. They don't have to go very far to find a a highly isolated neighborhood or people encircling. Um, And so I want the lead pastors to begin to identify, where are are these spots in my town? Because we feel like maybe uh, they should get a chance to be with Jesus, too. Not just those of us that understand this way of doing church we've practiced the last 500 years, these teaching-based structures that we've gotten used to. So, yeah, I absolutely want every lead pastor I can get my arms around because I think in a very short period of time after revealing this opportunity, they're going to look at their cities different and they're going to begin to realize, yeah, we need to have a dinner church there and there and there. Okay, who can? how can we do this inside of our of our systems and let the Lord give us a number of other congregations. And I know, Heather, this has happened with you, uh, you and George, and uh, uh, and it's just a very beautiful reality of how many congregations the Lord wants to give every church and every pastor because they're just right there. <laughs> they're so yeah. close that it drives me nuts because I see it. Uh-huh. And the more yeah. that anybody gets invested in this, the more they go, they see it. And they go, oh, this the opportunity is enormous if we can right. understand the historic dinner church. Yeah. And so this actually reminds me of an earlier podcast episode um, that we did with Al and Carl out of Ohio, um, who were denominational leaders. And something that just blew me away was that in doing the dinner church initiative, you know, there's their goal of setting up dinner churches all over the state, that there are two counties in their state that actually have zero churches. And I believe it's assemblies of God in that denomination. They have zero inherited churches in those two counties yet they're going in and they're starting dinner churches there. So, you know, it doesn't just stop with the pastor of a church. It goes, higher than that as well. So um, for me, if I can just jump in here, I think that it's important to say that not just one person should come, but a team should come. I, you know, an entire dinner church team would benefit from this. You know, there are going to be so many things that they see and they hear and they experience that they might look at each other and say, man, how could we use this back home? Uh, in our in our dinner church setting, and and how might that really really start to transform lives? So I'm just excited about all of the ways that this summit can work for different people. In fact, I would say it would make every dinner church pastor and every lead pastor's job a lot easier if they brought team people to this because we'll do the the training for you. (laughs) You don't have to translate this vision to people that aren't used to it. We'll do a lot of that for you. And then Mm -hmm. we'll go back and be uh, racing these horses uh, on your behalf and you won't have to carry such a large leadership. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. So, John, tell us um, how we find out more information about the sure. summit, how we sign up. Give us sure. all those more well, details. The easiest thing is at dinnerchurch.com forward slash summit. Um, and that you'll see if you just went to dinnerchurch.com, you'll see a summit tab as well. And that will give you all the information, the sort of who, what, where, and why. Um, there's a click to register on uh, that'll take you over to Eventbrite to sign up and to do that. And then um, it's interesting. One of the things that we can, I'll just share this here because it's the pertinent folks that are coming is that we were unable to get hotel blocks uh, because there's this gigantic music event in Orlando the same weekend, and no one would hotel. There are rooms available. But they're not. They, they wouldn't give us hotel blocks really? like you typically get when we do a conference. So mm-hmm. you're kind of on your own. So I would just sort of, you know, it's going to be at All Saints Episcopal Church in Winter Park, which is a great facility, great resources, great space for us to meet in and to be a part. Um, we're going to have a wonderfully catered meals for our our dinners on Thursday and Friday night. Uh, there are a lot of those little things that we're sort of pouring into uh, make this just a really special gathering. Where people, you know, I go back to some of what we were talking about the first, where people are going to feel connected, they're going to feel loved, they're going to feel cared for uh, in, this, in this moment. That's what we want. We want this to be not just a time of learning. There will be some of that, of course. And we got some great speakers lined up, great sessions that are planned. But uh, more than that, they're going to feel blessed by being a part of the Dinner Church Summit. And they're yeah. going to walk away encouraged and I think inspired and maybe even challenged you know, as they, as they think about this mission that God is calling them to. So it's really that simple. You can all, I'll just go ahead and give it my john.davis, j-o-n.davis at freshexpressions.com. And you can, uh, you can send me an email if you like, and, uh, and whatever we can do to help to get you there. If you have questions, if you, you know, other things that I can do to help get you there, that's what I'm here for. And it's going to be an, I think it's going to be a significant gathering. I, I almost look at these moments, um, and they're not always this. I've been to a lot of conferences that are just, okay, that was all right. That was good. I think this is one of those moments where we build an altar. You know, and, and when, when God shows up in the Old Testament, when there were these encounters that he had, you know, whoever was having them, after that encounter, they'd build an altar. It was a marker moment in their life. And I believe the Dinner Church Summit is going to be a marker moment for the church. Mm, I like Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. And just just as a side note, we'll have all kinds of resources there available for people to take a look at. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, I think that does it until the summit. (laughs) So, guys, thank you so much. And um, we'll we'll, like John said, if you have any questions, go ahead and email him. Otherwise, you can register at dinnerchurch.com slash summit. And we look forward to seeing you all there. So thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thanks, Merlin. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening today. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your dinner church story. You can connect with us over at dinnerchurch.com. It's also where you can find a lot of great resources about how to start or sustain your dinner church journey. Dinner Church Podcast is brought to you by the Dinner Church Collective and Fresh Expressions. The Dinner Church Collective is a nationwide community of everyday missionaries spreading the word about this simple, effective, and historical approach to starting new churches. We sure hope you'll join us for the Dinner Church Summit November 9th through the 11th, 2023 in Orlando, Florida. 
This will be the inaugural gathering of the Dinner Church Collective, and it's your opportunity to be a part of developing a family of pioneers who are passionate about recapturing this powerful expression of God's kingdom. You will meet new colleagues who become friends, all while eating well, worshiping heartily, and learning tangible practices for building a dinner church movement. Learn more at dinnerchurch.com summit. This season of the Dinner Church podcast is hosted by Heather Evans and J.D. Larson. It's edited by Joel Limbowen and produced by Kathleen Blackie and Chris Morton. Dr. Verlin Fosner is the director of Dinner Church Collective, and Dr. Chris Backert is the North American director of Fresh Expressions. If you have learned something or been encouraged by this podcast, please help us spread the word. You can give us a review on Apple Music or Spotify and even share this episode on social media. May God bless you as you serve Jesus' kingdom.